Welcome back to another episode of The Home Helper Show. Today, we're going to dive into five tips buyers should know, and especially in the market that we're moving into now, where we're seeing homes on the market a little bit longer, we're seeing price adjustments, where homes that have sold in three days before might now be taking three weeks to sell, and therefore, there's a need for that seller to adjust the price and so forth. So these are great tips to keep in mind, no matter the market you're you're in, whether this was the market we were in six months ago or the one we're heading into, where we just really need to make sure that everyone who's looking to buy a home has a true professional in their corner to help them navigate the process. These principles are timeless. So even if you're not planning to buy right now, these tips will help you just demystify the real estate process. Let's start with number one. Your first offer sends a message, especially in the market that we're moving into now where it might seem like you can get a deal or the home's been on the markets, I'm in a low ball or something like that. You want to make sure that the offer that you've put together, the whole package for that presentation uh, is clear, it's concise, and it sends the right message. An initial offer that's too low may not even get a response from the seller. And that's no good because the entire purpose is to negotiate. And also just note that haggling sellers down to the lowest price may make them less likely to potentially negotiate the home inspection repairs, or you may be giving up some of that ability or right to home inspections later on. Now, here's the thing. When we do a competitive market analysis, uh, we do it on every home that we help a client make an offer on before placing that offer. So we pretend as if we're in your shoes and you already own the home and now you're looking to sell it to ensure that you're paying fair market value for that home or that you're paying the price that you believe that home is worth. And it'll also help you secure the home in the least amount of time with the least amount of stress. It also ensures you're not overpaying and that you feel confident about the offer being made. So what are the basics we consider when evaluating the purchase price of a home? Well, there's three. The first is location. So when considering the value of the home, we look at similar homes in a geographical location. So we try not to go all the way across town to find a home that's similar. We try to stay in that similar micro neighborhood. The second is gonna be style. So if you're purchasing a colonial style home, we wanna make sure that we are referencing other homes that are colonials when determining the offer price for that, for that home. And then the third piece is the condition. So is the home in just excellent condition? Everything is buttoned up or is there significant amount of repairs that is needed on this home in order to get it sold. And the location, style, and condition are all gonna impact the purchase price of that home, the negotiation, and ultimately what you end up paying for it. The second piece of advice here is to check your inspections. So everyone has a right to home inspection. There's a few that everyone should really have. The first is just the general home inspection with a licensed home inspection specialist and this is an opportunity for you to walk through that home. Now, you don't have to walk through every single room with a home inspector. You might feel like you want to, but it can take a few hours depending on the size of the home. But you'll definitely have a chance to, to debrief at the end, and that's really important. You'll also receive a report that spells out everything that the home inspector found. And some things are common and found pretty much on every home inspection, and some things aren't. And here's the thing. 
I've been in situations where we're offering on a home where it had had a contract, it had had a home inspection, the seller swears that they repaired and fixed and solved any issues, and the home might have even had a pre-inspection, and our home inspector still finds something. You know, that's just the nature of it. It could be a new construction build, and there could be a home inspection. Yeah, you still need one. There's still going to be things to find. That's just kind of the nature of of a home. And especially here in Columbia, Maryland, where some of the homes are built in the 1970s, the 80s, the 90s, the codes have changed over time. Uh, what is allowed or not allowed has definitely changed over time. So give an example of that. Um, you know, how far on a deck can the spindles be placed? I mean, that's just an example of if you built a home and built that deck before the codes changed, the spindles on that deck may be farther apart than they need to be. Now, is the seller going to you know, move every single spindle to make sure it's the exact uh, distance? No. And do they need to? No. So you're going to have to think through the three buckets of a home inspection, which are going to be the wants, the safety, and anything that's mortgage-related. So if you walk up to a house and there's clearly a hole in the roof, it's likely that the uh, this is going to be an issue, <laughs> not just for you, but also depending on the mortgage that you're taking out. The house has to be in good shape. It has to be li in livable condition in most cases. And if you're uh, taking advantage of FHA or mortgage or VA financing, then there's going to be some more stringent um, you know, requirements. I'll give you an example. I was helping a client once purchase a short sale property over in West Orange, New Jersey. And I'm actually licensed in Maryland and in New Jersey, so the stories kind of come from both. And uh, it's crazy to think that they were paying something like two hundred thousand at the time for the for the home, and uh, how how times have changed. And the garage had peeling paint, and so they weren't going to be able to acquire the mortgage. The, the 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 VA just would not allow that process to go through because of the peeling paint on the exterior outside of the garage. Um, there was also a float or something in one of the toilets that wasn't operating correctly. And so we got a couple buckets of paint. We spoke with the seller and we agreed just to paint that garage. And so uh, myself and the clients and my father all headed over there. And it kind of got the, jo the job done for, for these clients. And it was a blast. We had a great time. And yeah, of course, I mean, at risk here is they're spending money and time to paint a garage and uh, the deal could still fall through. Of course, that could happen. But at the end of the day, we did the right thing. The home got closed and that home has since appreciated in that time. And so that's an example of the mortgage bucket where something mortgage related can hold up the home. And that's an example of not all cases will the seller take care of it. Uh, in a lot of cases, they will but not all cases, and so nothing's guaranteed. The second's gonna be safety, and the spindles on the deck is one example of safety, but again, the owner's not gonna re-spindle the entire deck and install all new um, you know, vertical spindles every single distance apart that it should be. But there's, there's other things that could be significant. Like for example, say a water heater was installed as they're getting ready to sell the house, but the venting is not done correctly. I mean, that's pretty significant, and that could cause a lot of issues uh, for the current seller living in the home and the future buyer. And so we'd want to make sure that something that's really safety related, uh, fire related is going to be taken care of regardless, again, because it's not safe for the current owner anyway. And so we should make sure that when we're negotiating, we we're able to frame this repair correctly in order to get it done. 
the next is going to be the wants. And the wants are things where there's just an issue. It's something that you really want to be fixed, but it's not safety related. It's not going to hold up the mortgage. And at the end of the day, um, you probably would have never known about it uh, if the um, home inspector hadn't found it. I don't mean that it's like a defect to the home. I just mean it's something that does not necessarily need to be done or you can take care of with very little effort once you move into the home. And so the home inspection process is a critical piece to the home purchasing process. Now, the third one here for tips that buyers should know is going to be the title. The title may come with baggage, and that title process is critical. Now, depending what state you're in, this looks very different. In New Jersey, there was a title company, there was an attorney, then um, there was a closing process, and the title company, a lot of times the closing, the attorney often came. I mean, it was just a lot of different players. And here in Maryland, it's like seamless. I mean, we have kind of have one company, and they have the attorneys that work with that company, and they kind of take care of it all, and it's a lot less of a hustle to, uh, for the home buyer to work through the process. But the story is the same at the end of the day, that you need to ch- carefully choose your title company and or attorney to run the title search on your prospective home. If you happen to purchase a home in Maryland, again, the, this is going to be coordinated with a little bit more ease uh, and tack, which is great. But basically, the title search checks for issues like back taxes, liens, and so forth that might affect the transaction and eventually your home ownership. And it ensures that, it, that if anything is missed, you are covered. Now, just quick note here. Title insurance protects real estate purchasers and or lenders from loss that arise after a real estate settlement but result from an unknown lien, encumbrance, defect, something that you didn't expect to happen that existed before you settled on the home, before you got the keys. This one question is reason enough to ensure you're working with a real estate professional that understands the details of the home purchasing process. Because here's the thing, for most people, purchasing a real estate uh, home, purchasing a home represents the largest single investment that you're gonna make. Therefore, one of the conditions lenders place on the buyer is that a lender's title insurance policy be purchased in an amount equal to the mortgage loan. So whatever you're borrowing needs to be covered. Meaning if however much money was borrowed to buy the home must be made available for repayment if an issue arises. But let's break this down even further for a moment. Not to get too much into the weeds, but let's just kind of walk through this to make sure that you've kind of got this critical piece of information when going through your purchasing process. A lender's policy only protects the financial institution if a valid title claim arises. So in a worst case scenario, a buyer could make mortgage payments for 10 years, then an unknown title issue comes to light, creating a valid claim that causes the buyer to lose the title. So what happens in this case? To the extent of the outstanding mortgage, the lender would be covered, but the owner could lose the property and all the equity acquired over the 10 years that he quote, owned the property. Now, how is this? Because the lender's policy only protects the financial institution. However, an option is available to the buyer to avoid this scenario. A home buyer can purchase an owner's title insurance policy to protect their interest in the real property, the real estate, the home that they purchased with the mortgage. And if the decision is made to buy an owner's policy and a lender's policy simultaneously, 
there may be a considerable premium savings. Now, most people have no idea about this small detail. And in fact, a lot of title companies will quote you to have both. But at the end of the day, it's critical you do understand it, one, in case an issue arises, and two, to have the peace of mind so you're not surprised later down the line. Now, this small detail is part of the home buying process. And even though it's a small part, it's deeply critical to pay attention to, as you can see from the story. Now, the fourth item here that all buyers should know when purchasing a home is account for the closing costs. So if you wanted some easy math, you could just take 3% or 5% of the uh, purchase price of the home and there's your closing costs. Now, of course, that varies state by state. If your taxes are higher in a certain state, then you know maybe it's not 5% of the purchase price of the home. Uh, some estimates out there, if you kind of just Google it, they'll say one to 3%. At the end of the day, it, it's gonna be about 3% depending on where you're purchasing the, purchasing the home and what costs that you're going to be responsible for at that closing table. Now, sometimes when working with the buyer, they're concerned that they're writing this check and it's just all going nowhere. It's just going to fees, right? But it's not the case in, in most cases. A lot of it is you're paying your home insurance up front. So you're, quote, escrowing or putting that money away in a safe spot to be paid. Uh, the second thing is going to be yeah, a smaller fee for the title company, for the appraisal, whatever it might be at the closing table as well. But if you have HOA fees that you have to escrow, again, put away in a safe spot to be paid and things like that, those are all going to be paid at the closing table. Now, be sure to budget for these out-of-pocket expenses because they are above and beyond what you would have done for your earnest money deposit. So when you first made an offer, you kind of made a good faith or earnest money deposit saying, I'd like to buy the home. Here's some money up front that's going to also go in an escrow account or a, or a safe account that as long as you know nothing was done illegally, right? And you abided by all the terms. If the deal fell through, you would get that money back uh, technically. It's going to go in that account, but it's above and beyond that. It's also above and beyond the cost of the home inspections, right? This is the check that you're bringing at the time you get the keys at the closing table. So for example, buyers usually pay 3 to 4% of the home price. So what are some examples of, of these closing costs? We kind of went through a few, but I'm going to give you just a quick list here. The cost of the title insurance, attorney, escrows, such as taxes, home insurance, and so forth. The majority of these monies remain in your benefit since they go to the line items such as taxes, HOA fees, home insurance, and so forth, but, they're, but they are made at the time of closing the home. Now, lastly here, this last point might seem self-serving, but I really don't believe it is. Uh, if you were sick, you'd go to a great doctor. If your car needed a repair, you'd go to a great uh, professional to go ahead and take a look at that. And every year I've been using the same tax professional uh, since I was able to file my own taxes. And so I'm going to give you that same advice because it's something I live in my own life in the various areas. It's something that I would encourage my own children to do as well as um, anyone that I know and care for, which is to rely on a, on a professional. And in this case, rely on your real estate professional. You're not alone in this. Myself or a real estate professional of choice. And if you don't have one, simply just reach out. I am more than happy to make an introduction for you uh, to a real estate professional in your area. I can even provide one option if I happen to know someone there already, or I can provide you multiple options of people to speak with and see who you best click with, see who you believe is best going to be able to serve your needs to get your home sold or purchase your home of choice. Well, we've had some fun today. We had a chance to talk about the five tips buyers should know before purchasing their home. The first, 
Your first offer sends a message. The second, check your inspections. The third, the title may come with baggage. The fourth, account for closing costs. And then lastly, the fifth, rely on your real estate professional. I'm really proud of the work I've had an opportunity to do over the past eight years and have a positive impact on the lives of those that I've served. For me, it's well beyond a transaction. It's well beyond just selling a home. It's really about identifying the need and helping the person or the family think through it and then match that need with the perfect home. At the end of the day, my specialty is providing exceptional experiences to those I serve by combining passion, talent, and an expertise in the market. I rest peacefully knowing that those I serve have the greatest peace of mind while working with a realtor that they trust. And again, if you're ever in need of a referral to a realtor that you can trust, please don't hesitate to reach out. All the best and see you next week.